Hello and welcome to Schmidt Happens, the only podcast where you can find, I guess, all things Schmidt. Uh, I'm JD Waldvogel, your digital media and technology specialist, and now podcast host. And this is the first episode we're doing of Schmidt Happens. It's a pilot, so maybe you'll never hear this, or maybe you'll hear it and go, it sucks. But please stick with it, because it'll only get better. Um, that being said, I'm here with someone <laughs> I respect a lot. <laughs> not, not that the, the guests will get worse or better, but um, I'm sitting here with my friend Lucas Haltenhoff. Lucas is from our Grand Haven office in um, West Michigan. Hey, how you doing today? <laughs> I, I did not mean to insult <laughs> no, you. I you are good. <laughs> We're starting with Lucas, but it's only going to get better from here, I promise you. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is this is a new thing that we're trying. The idea here is to um, connect all of our agents together across Michigan, Ohio, Florida, and the Virgin Islands to kind of hear what we're doing and what's working for our agents and to try to share those tips and tricks and and make everybody's careers, you know, ideally do better. So, um, so like I said, Lucas, I've known you for what, two years now, maybe something yep, like two that. Two and a half years. Two and now. a half years. And uh, we won't talk about it on this show too much, but we're both huge Manchester United fans. Talked for about 45 minutes before we started recording <laughs> about, about soccer and stuff. Had to get it um, all out of the way. Yeah, exactly. So that we didn't talk too much about it here. But, but I figured that you'd be a great first guest because you and I, you know, we have a lot of common and, um, you know, one of the things that I talked when I spoke to Tracy about this podcast was we don't just want to do, you know, the top five agents across the company. We want to hear from top producers, but we also want to hear from people who are uh, either newer to the industry or newer to a Coldwell Banker to hear what's working for them, to hear what is newer, you know, on the front lines of stuff. And so so you've been uh, in real estate for two and a half years now? Yep. Total? Yep. Okay. Two and a half years now. This spring will be year number three. Just mm-hmm. wind up 2019 right now. And so. so, and there's a couple things we want to dive into on that, but first tell me, so what was your, before we started, you said that you finally hit your goal for 2019, right under, right under, um, the just end of Je- December. Yeah, just exactly. In just time. in time. So what, what was that goal? What were you trying to hit for this year? So yeah, for 2019, I set up my goal to do 25 transactions in the calendar year. Okay. And so as of Monday, the 23rd, I had my last two closings of 2019, which were number 24 and 25 there of the year. Go. There you go. So it, it's been a very, very good year. Um, Lots you, of hard work. Yeah. Oh, I, well, Lots that's, of I hard bet. work. And, Would you say that you, was it pretty split 50-50 buyer-seller sides? Or was it more listings than buyers? Or how did that, what was that equation for you? Um, Being, starting off only being two and a half years into the mm-hmm. business, um, primarily buyers, especially with sure. my age being 27 years old. Sure. Um, A lot of my friends and um. Are getting I, into it. Yep, getting right. into it, starting right. to buy their houses. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, definitely throughout my first three years, moving more towards listing more well, so houses. Say, have you seen that happen? You've yes. seen uh, still heavily buyers, but transitioning to more more listings. Yep. So, okay, cool. Yeah, it's switching over, going to more listings versus okay. buyers, but... Anyone that wants to buy and sell, I'm here right, for them. Right. And, and like we said, you're out of the Grand Haven office, but you live in Holland, too. So Correct. you do serve a lot of the, the West Michigan Lakeshore. Correct. The West um, Michigan area is my home, and yeah. that's where I want to help everyone buy their home. So uh, you are part of the Gleason team uh, with Mark and Kim Gleason, who uh, have been around for, you know, what, 20-some years at least? At 38. 30, 38 years, 38 really. 38 years. They are powerhouses in the area. Now – I know the, the the true answer to this might be because I was dating their daughter, but why did you join the Gleason team? And and I, I guess you could also say up to this point, you know, two and a half, three years in, why do you continue to to be a part of that team? You know, what are those benefits um, that you see? Of course, I mean, you touched on it. The main main thing that got it started <laughs> was I am engaged to their daughter. Yeah, yep. Congrats. That was earlier this year that the engagement happened, right? Correct. correct. Yeah. So congrats. Yes, thank on that. you. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um. But no. So. 
being on a team with them, 38 years worth of experience, you have constant knowledge being crammed in your head. Sure. Like you can learn something every day. Um, the business constantly changes. Um, but no, it's, it's amazing working and getting into it. I stay on the team because of that knowledge. Sure. It's sure. constantly educating me. There's something coming up new. There's always a new issue to be right. handled in yeah, a new exactly. way. Yeah. Um, well, and I would also say that, you know, from, cause I've been with a company for about just under three and a half years now, which is that thing where every time you realize you're like, oh crap, it's not one year anymore. <laughs> it's three and a half. Um, but I think when it comes to new agents and recruits, what I've seen be the biggest stumbling block are those relational things that you don't see coming up, right? Like a, 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 a case that can only be solved by experience mm -hmm. or that you may have, you may bungle it, but you get experience from it for next time. And I feel like being on a team, especially with people like Mark and Kim, Kim, Mark and Kim, they're going to have that experience and the advice on how to handle that person, that buyer, that seller, and, you know, help you navigate that. Exactly. Having that mentor, that, that mm -hmm. person to ask the questions that, you know, they're not going to judge you on what you're asking. Sure. They're there to help sure. you. They want it to close just as much as you do. They right. want to help you out. So right. having that mentor to answer your questions that you're confident mm -hmm. in just teaching you all the right things to do is a huge step in the right direction to become successful. So what, you know, I, I spoke to Mark um, as of recording, I think in the past three or four weeks we were talking about this and he said that um, you are fairly independent on the team in terms of like you're handling a lot of your own stuff. Has that been something that's gradually, you know, like when you were doing your first deals, were they basically in the weeds with you on every part? And then just because of experience and time, you've slowly been like, getting a better handle on it every every part of it when i first started every mm -hmm. listing appointment that they had i was there right with them every buyer i wanted to meet just to get engulfed in just the to be full, in it. i yeah. wanted to be surrounded by it 24 7 right um but as i've grown in experience and knowledge in the business i have been able to step back um and do all these transactions go on my own listing appointments get my own listings deal with my sure. own buyers sure. and handle my own issues mm -hmm. without having to ask the questions Sure. But it's nice to still have that mentor there. To when be able that, to go back. Oh, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. When that big issue comes up or that weird thing, mm -hmm. it's there. You have someone to bounce an idea off of reassurance. Well, and, and hopefully with 38 years, you probably they're probably at that point of, if it's going to happen, we've seen it happen. Like they yep. have some sort of advice for how to navigate that. Exactly. I've only stumped them on one. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I guess that's kind of a good segue, but my question, my next question was going to be the flip of that. Like, what have you brought to them that has helped improve their business? Because, you know, you are your generation beneath them. You, a lot of your sphere, like mine, are in the buying process of mm -hmm. entering real estate for the first time. Is there anything that you've brought to the mix that is that they've gone, oh, yeah, okay. Or, you know, like kind of had that um, uh, epiphany of like adding to it of instead of learning from from them. Of course. I mean, just being at the younger age in my career, like – just pushing, wanting to do more. It's mm -hmm. constantly like, I want to do more deals. I want sure. to push further, but just new marketing, trying different things, getting out sure. there in front of, um, just in front of the audience, the buyers, the sellers sure. who we want to work with. We are, as of recording this, I don't know when this is going to officially go out, but we're recording it, uh, the 27th of December, 2019. Okay. So right at the end of the year, um, looking to 2020, you know, obviously it's always recommended that agents do business plans and stuff, but, uh, sort of associated with that i'm curious when you know when you get a listing and there's no wrong answer to this obviously when you're marketing either a listing or yourself or the team where are your um what are the foundations of your marketing what are you spending the most 
maybe not just t- money, but time in, you know, what, what is your marketing plan? Overall? Of course. I mean, mailings are huge. Mm-hmm. They're, they're simple. They're easy. It's a quick way to touch someone without having to make the phone call, have sure. the true conversation sure. with someone, but, um, Facebook, social media, mm-hmm. it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It reaches so many people. It's right. easy to do. Right. It really has helped my business mm-hmm. massively yeah. um, with social media because you can reach as many people as you want. Right. Um. And, and right in your area. But, no, social media has been huge for me. When it comes to social, I guess when it comes to all marketing, but when it comes to social uh, especially, where do you kind of focus your marketing? And what I mean by that is, over the, the years that you've been in it, have you seen more come from, I guess you could say like cold marketing, like new leads, trying to get new people, or is it mainly sphere-based? You know, people, you know, friends and friends where, because um, again, and I'm coming from this, you know, I'm licensed, but I do not uh, actively buy and sell. From what I've learned over the past two or three years, it seems like your sphere is almost always going to be your best bet. But I think with social, it is um, just as cost-effective to do ads to get new leads, to find new clients. So I'm just curious, have you seen that work or is it still mainly sphere-based? Um, I mean, mainly sphere-based in sure. like those social media ads, they'll help you, but they'll help you in your sphere. Absolutely. Because you're retouching oh, right. those people and they're right. they're interested in your life. So, I mean, my business is sphere. Mm-hmm. The people I know, love and trust, like right. those are the people that are coming to me and social media is helping expand that sphere sure. and helping with referrals and building that sphere oh, it's bigger so and bigger. it's so easy to just tag someone. Like it's, I know, you know, I, and the, the soapbox that I always try to not really get on when talking about social is that a lot of the people who I've talked to agent wise who have been um, sort of hesitant about it is that they think it's like a new technology or something to replace A, B, or C. You know, especially the people say it's, you know, it, the whole mindset of, of social media makes us less personable, mm-hmm. you know, less in, in person, which it definitely has the power to do, but my whole philosophy with it is like that is just a tool to help connect you with those people in person, you know, to get you in the door. And I've talked to agents um, who one agent in particular in this office who has had that where they you know, posted a, a, you know, thank you so much photo with their client. Um, they share that their client share that to their personal page. And then one of their friends said, how was it working with them? Because my husband and I have been talking about selling and she said it was great. He's amazing. You should work with him. And just like that, that agent got a new got a new client exactly you want you want to build it up make as many connections and Mm -hmm. it's a way to touch so many people with Mm -hmm. one click right right exactly you don't have to spend a ton of money on mailings or anything it's one click your whole friend group and then anyone they tag it's just from there on after boom exactly yeah so um like I said, also looking into 2020, one of the things we were talking about um, in terms of soccer for people who have any idea what we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about one of the players that our team bought a couple of years ago um, it was bought for, I don't know how much, how much was Pogba, a hundred some million dollars for a player. And then this past summer, the we someone wanted to buy him and they offered 150 million and we said we need 180. Yes. And so they, it didn't go through. And one thing you said was like the real estate market, you think that those that things have been a little maybe overinflated. I don't want to put words in mouth, but overinflated for the past year or two. And you think that that might sort of change in 2020. So what I guess where do you see the market? And that's a loaded question. Where do you see the market going in 2020? What changes do you see happening um, coming up? Well, as far as me for my personal goals and everything, I mm-hmm. I plan on ramping up and doing more than what I did this past sure. year. Take into account the, the market and everything. Um, as far as what the spring brings, uh, we don't see too much of a slowdown. Interest sure. rates are still great up here in Michigan. Yeah. So yeah. 
it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you can't really. Right. They're almost going to give you the money, but right. Um, but no, I mean we're coming into an election year, so I know that throws a wrench into sure. the economy and how sure. people are thinking. People tend to cool off, but. I mean, we're hoping and we're going to work it as hard as we can to have a better year than last. And you might not have an answer to this because, and again, this is more just J.D. being mm-hmm. curious. Uh, ob- I, I know that election years have an effect on not just the real estate uh, industry, but the economy as a whole. Is it is it a preemptive thing or a postemptive thing? Postemptive. I don't know if that's a phrase. But like, <laughs> is it preemptive in the sense that I don't know what's going to happen, so I'm not going to do anything? Or is it like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's good now, so I'm going to try to sell now so that – because I don't know what's going to happen in 2021. Right. Is it more like that or is it more like just I'm going to play all my cards close to my chest for the next year? Everyone does it differently. Sure. Some people will sure. try and jump in on the good economy right now because they don't know what could happen after that. Right, exactly. Um, but for the most part, it's just going to be the elections bring change. Right. Change who knows scares yes. everyone. exactly. Right, right. <laughs> so we right. don't know where we're going to go. Right. <laughs> will inventory stay this low? Do you think it, people will be a little bit more free to do something i I don't know i guess do you you see the idea the problems with inventory changing or staying pretty pretty low right so i mean we've been seeing a couple of things because we like to keep track on inventories of price yeah and and you and and to say that just to add to that the gleason team the three of you track everything i mean i've seen mark's notebooks i've yeah you a lot of tracking (laughs) goes with it so i figure if there's anybody who does have an answer we have the stats so um i mean that first time home buyer range that what I would consider under 200,000 mm-hmm. inventory is low and what's there is a little more tired than what sure. we typically see. Sure. Yeah. So, um, people are a little more hesitant on spending that much money for mm-hmm. something that still needs some work. Mm-hmm. But once you get into those higher price ranges of over 250 to the three hundreds, the number of buyers drop off as well as right. the inventory starts going up. Right. So you have more choices. So like you were saying, if you're looking to get into that next that house, second or third house, you have a little right. more time. But the nice houses that are priced right mm-hmm. are moving quick. What I've seen, even with, I think one thing that ad, that is being added to that is just the idea, the the concept of affordable housing, and that is a huge, at least in the Holland area, it's a huge issue right now. It's a um, big issue, and I would not be surprised if that was more of a nationwide thing than just a local West. Because I know in Grand Rapids, it's a thing too. So I don't see those first-time homebuyers' homes. You know, when you're moving from renting to buying for the first time, I don't see that really slowing down all that much. You know, I feel like if you list a home for 140, 150, it's going to be gone that week. Yeah, I don't really see that changing. That's what we're still seeing because we have a generation of baby boomers' kids. We have sure. a massive sure. age group coming into the homeowner market. Mm-hmm. So um, they they're sick of renting. Right. They want right. their own space. Yeah. So we have a big influx of buyers in a very small price range right exactly so i know we're experiencing it in grand rapids quite a bit where you're having multiple offers Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. going crazy with prices because there's so many buyers and not enough inventory in that price range and the big one for most people that i'm running into is pets yeah most apartments don't allow it well we have a generation that loves their pets we absolutely do yeah so you have to have a have a house and that's a really interesting um this isn't really that real estate related, so maybe we'll cut it. But I, that is one thing that I, I don't have statistics to prove, but it it seems so true that we are a generation who love our pets. And it seems like there are more, not just, you know, fancier treatments of like cat cafes and this and that, but just more millennials with pets. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, has, has that seemed to be the case where most of the millennials you're working with have 
dogs or cats that they're worried about. I would say a fenced-in backyard yep. is a yep. hot, hot, <laughs> hot item people are asking right. for. Right. They they want to spend time with their animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they want that peace. Like they love their animals. They treat them as their kids. Mm-hmm. Who and again, this is a generalization. Yeah. So grain of salt. The millennials that I've spoken with who have pets, we do tend to talk about our our pets as um as our children. And I've noticed, you know, I even joke with my dad who you know, lived, grew up on a farm in Wisconsin. Their dog was an outdoor dog, right? Like it was, it was on the farm, but it was always around. Whereas their dog now is like sleeping in the bed, just like ours, sleeping in the bed all around the house. And it's, it's just another a different, family member. It is. And, but, but that's how it feels to switch gears a little bit. We, we were both at the, um, homes for dogs project that we do. And that's a big corporate push, but we did it in the uh, Holland Grand Haven offices yeah. together. Um, is, has that been something that is important to you? I mean, I know that you have a dog, but is that something that's important to you from a community aspect or, you know, why? Cause you were, you were not only there, you were there wearing dog outfits of and course. handing things out this huge <laughs> outfit. And, and so I'm curious, you know, what, why, um, and maybe it's a more of a personal thing than, than a professional thing, but why is that so close to your heart? Um, I mean, growing up, I never grew up with dogs or anything. Mm-hmm. So up until last year, we got our first dog mm-hmm. and it changed, it changed my yeah, life. Absolutely. Like having a dog, having that best friend essentially mm-hmm. there all the time, it showed a different aspect to the home that I wasn't opened up to. Sure. sure. Um, so when I see that, I can see the happiness it can bring into someone else's home. Right. And when I see these dogs at shelters, um, yeah. for the, like the event that we did, mm-hmm. I love seeing those dogs go home. Right. We don't. Oh, yeah. We don't just buy and sell homes. We adopt mm-hmm. dogs into homes. Yeah. And cats. Well, and I think you know, and that's one of the things that when I took the job with Coldwell a few years ago was one of the draws to me was like it's about home, and I and I, you know there's the transaction is the hardest part of it, but you are doing something very important and powerful, and it the the adoption of pets is part of that. You take when we're taking these pictures of of kids walking out with these dogs and their you know the smiles on their faces and the tails wagging like crazy you're you feel like you know you're a part of something hey guys jd here with our very first ad break this episode is brought to you by brandserve brandserve is a brand new pun intended offering through cb exchange brandserve first and foremost is a logo library you can go in and download your dba logo in whatever format you like stacked horizontal monogrammed framed whatever works best for your project all at your fingertips Brandserve also has a bunch of awesome social media assets, custom cover photos, videos for Facebook and Instagram stories, and so much more, all complimentary and downloadable right to your computer. So check it out. Head to cbexchange.com, log in, and just find the Brandserve icon. Okay, now back to our show. So anyway, that's bringing it back to, to the real estate part of it. There are sort of two big questions I, I, I want to ask about, um, about you and your thoughts on this. And so this is the part that I'm sort of excited about interviewing so many agents because I'm hoping for or thinking that we'll get a lot of uh, different answers. So um, two, excuse me, two industry related, two or transaction related maybe, and then one just sort of fluff kind of question. But um, in your mind, and I know it's not as easy to boil it down as this, you know, I, I, I talk to agents a lot about a lot of the technologies that we have. That's part of my job. And I go, this is a really great tool. This will not make or break you getting a listing. So what is one thing that you think agents should be doing? Whether that is from a transaction side, a marketing side, a, a um, you know, what if, if there's one thing that you've seen work for you that you haven't seen other people pick up on, what, what would that thing be if there is something? Um, everyone always jokes about being a secret agent, not, mm-hmm. not letting people know what you do. Right. It's your job. Right. It's, it's your right. career. Yeah. Let people know that you're helping people find their new home, sell their house and right. get in, an upgrade and 
find the right place that they want to spend most of their time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but then as far as from like a new agent standpoint, mm -hmm. my biggest thing that you can do is Coldwell Banker has, or the Schmitz have mm. so many offices, yeah. go into them, meet new agents, mm -hmm. meet your mentors and use the brand that yeah. you have. It's yeah. nationwide. Well, so, and I've seen that, you know, I've seen a lot of new agents come in. Um, it's it, like I said, when I hit around the three year mark, it was weird to see like, oh man, I've seen agents come in and then those other, and those agents not make it, you know, they've dropped out for whatever personal or professional reasons. But the, I've also seen the ones like you and, and other agents who have made it, they came in as new agents and now they're successful and like, this is it. Right. <laughs> and I think that is one of the things, uh, you know, maybe, and again, not to put words in your mouth, but kind of boiling it down to just like engagement, like engage with your office, engage with your other agents. I, I see so many agents just volunteering for every open house that they can or going to every event or training or whatever it is. And not that you'll, you know, I always say with the technologies too, you're not going to use all of them, but you might pick up on one thing and go, oh, I should be doing this differently or doing that more. And so I get, yeah, engaging with everybody is, is huge. Learn from your top producers. They're yeah. doing something right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Learn from them. So, um, one thing that I hate about the human brain is that I can recall the most, for lack of a better word, the cringiest moments I've ever had. You know, there was one one day at my old job in Los Angeles that haunts me to this day. And so you those things stick with you. And I have hopefully learned from those things and, and grown. So I'm, I'm curious if there has been in the past two and a half years a moment or something that you've done, and obviously don't name names, but like something that you've done where it's like, I should never have done that. Or maybe it was, it felt right at the time, but you're like, now I know what to do differently, you know? So what, what have you learned from? What was that one mistake or that, you know, experience where you go, now I know. Right. I mean, I've had transactions that come arise and stuff. It's getting on top of it right away. Mm -hmm. Asking the right questions sure. to the right people. Right. Yeah. Because the right yeah. questions, the wrong person gets There's, nothing. Right. Right. Um, right. But no, just asking and just getting on to it right away. Mm -hmm. I've had transactions that put together, fall apart, put together, fall apart. Right. Something needs to change. And whether it's communicating more efficiently and mm -hmm. easier and clearer or stuff needs to change as far as pricing, it's right. all just communicating and asking mm -hmm. the right questions right away. Yeah. To get you the clearest answer to help solve the problem. Well, and, and I think one layer of that, especially with asking the right questions, is sort of um, – and this is not directly the same, but kind of owning up to that there is an issue. Mm -hmm. Maybe it isn't your fault, and you know you're not going, you're not coming in and saying I did this, but you're saying, hey, you're acknowledging that there's something that needs to be fixed here, right? And then asking the right questions to figure out what that is, right? Screen it so you're not causing harm right. right. for your clients and customers, sure. But sure. you need to make sure you're communicating effectively mm -hmm. and making sure that they know everything that they need to know, right? Right, you don't exactly. want to hide anything and someone go, well, you never told me. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. making sure you're clear, disclose everything, and mm -hmm. just be open for communication. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the big thing that I always think about is just how um, – and this is, again, not a revolutionary statement, but just how local all of this is. You know, my old job – not to keep referencing it, but I use it for reference points. The, our Facebook page, when I left, had over 540,000 people on it, and – almost every day we'd post a video or a piece of content and someone would comment, that's it. I'm over the, you know, this is the last straw I'm leaving. I'm going to unlike your page. And we'd be able to go bye. you know, like that's fine. We just got 30 new followers. And that one minute that you took time to write a message explaining why you were leaving. We do not have that luxury in real estate. No, we do not. Whether it is 
on an office level or an agent level, you know, I always tell people when it comes to reviews or re referrals, if you ask me what is the best blah, 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 almost half the time or maybe even more than half the time, my answer is going to be, well, I'll tell you where not to go. Like I'll tell you the negative experiences before I go, but you should probably go here instead. You know, so those those um, relationships and those breakdowns have have I wouldn't say maybe catastrophic ripples, but the other thing about referrals is you never know how damaging something is. You know, like we've made my wife and I, Jeanette, we've made decisions in our house where we're like looking at something online or and we just go, yeah, we're not going there. And it's just like they just lost a client and they don't even know, let alone the people that you do hear from, you know. Right. It's, right. It's scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, having that online presence, good reviews. Mm -hmm. I mean, you Just need to relationships know. too. Yeah. You know, reviews are important for all the website crap, but I still agree where it's like the, the, a review is a relationship. Like you are hoping that you have a good relationship with that person. And we're working in our community. Yeah. We yeah. are talked about, we, we will see that person mm -hmm. down the road. Right. Like right. we will run into them. So we need to make sure that we're always on our A game. Mm -hmm looking professional mm -hmm. give i mean ready to answer questions i mean everyone yeah. asks when they run into a realtor how's the market yeah right having some sort of you have to have an answer you have to have an answer good i guess yeah <laughs> yeah i don't so, know what is that thing that you go to where you're like this is why i do what i do is there is there a thing you can point to for that i would say there's one thing mm -hmm. in pretty much every transaction the smile and the hug at the closing table yeah like yeah. the picture like that conversation right, right there to see that they're buying their first home mm -hmm. or upgrading their home. Right. And so, right. like, it's just such a powerful moment mm -hmm. because you just went on a roller coaster ride with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, we're here, we're at the closing table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We might've had some bumps and bruises on the way, but we're here and everyone's so excited. Right. So right. that, that all really... those frustrations are gone, at least for that moment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just a moment of clarity and excitement. And mm -hmm. no, that, that is by far my favorite moment of the transaction, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not because it's payday, but because right. I get to see the smiles on their faces. Awesome. That's great. So I think that that about um, wraps it up from my end. So yeah. thank you for, for doing this, you know, Thank going you on so this much. roller coaster. I think it was mostly highs. <laughs> there weren't too many lows. Um, so I, I just wanted to, you know, for everybody that's listening, I wanted Lucas to be able to give out and all of our guests to be able to give out their email and phone just because there's something that he touched on that you want to discuss, that you have more questions about. I want you to be able to have that. You know, like you said, we've got 80 offices across all these states. And I, and I don't want this to be a promo about how great the Schmitz are, even though we're great. But one, the biggest thing that I love from Northern Michigan, from the UP all the way down to the Virgin Islands is that you as a Schmidt could go into any of these 80 offices and be welcomed and be like, oh, cool, welcome, and talk to an agent, talk to the ASC there, um, work there for a few hours if you want to. But but the, the overarching point is that there's a there's a lot of openness between the Schmidt uh, agents and the company. So if you have questions for Lucas, get in touch with him and ask him because he'd be more than happy to, to share that. So if, I don't know if you just want to share your email and phone yeah, quick. Yeah, please. If you have any questions, please get a hold of me. My phone number is 616-502-2869. And email is lucas.haltenhoff at cbgreatlakes, L-U-C-A-S dot H-A-L-T-E-N-H-O-F-F -F 
at cbgreatlakes.com. <laughs> Sounds like you've done that a lot. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I remember growing up, my, I always hear my mom do it because Waldvogel is not a fun last name to spell. But she'd always go, W-A-L-D as in David, V as in Victor, O-G-E-L. And I'm like, I remember the first time I found myself doing that, I was like, oh, dang, man. Like, it's, it's caught on. That's, I've turned into my mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I love my mom, so I'm okay with that for the most part. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you have any feedback on this uh, on this as a, as a as idea, let us know. If you have ideas for guests that you want to hear from, questions that I did not ask that you want us that you want me to ask, let me know. My email is jd at schmidthq.com. It's pretty simple. Jd at s c h m i d t h q dot com, and my number is six one six three five five six three five one. Thank you for joining us. Um, I don't really have a sign off, so I'm just gonna stop and <laughs> say bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. <laughs>